0: So when it comes down to it, would you take a stand for your beliefs? Would you choose a side that meant you would lose a friend, a position, or something else to which you had become accustomed? And if you did, why would you do it? Now, some of those questions are going to be answered in a very big way this week when Captain America Civil War opens in theaters nationwide. Now, this third Captain America movie will draw on events that have preceded it, sometimes things that have been woven into the so-called Marvel Cinematic Universe back from its earliest days. It's going to have a lasting impact on those stories that are told. The masterminds at Marvel Studios have been laying the groundwork for these events for a long time. And I'm thinking that if you have seen all of the previous Marvel movies, you will have a prime perspective on these characters and their motivations, why they will be doing the things that they do, why it is that they're taking a stand for their different beliefs. And if you haven't, well, you have about a week or so to binge eight eight years' worth of movies. Now, taking a stand for your beliefs isn't usually going to be an easy thing. I mean, think about it. When do you have to take a stand when there isn't someone or something that is trying to get you to go in the opposite direction? Taking a stand sets you up for conflict because by doing so you are saying that you are not going to go along with the opposition. Now it might not have seemed that way at first. This weekend, eight of our young people are going to be coming up here to the altar for the rite of confirmation. These candidates will be saying that they affirm the faith of their baptism, that they want to cross this stepping stone in our growth of life together. Now, I'm hoping that they are going to be doing so before a friendly audience. But as God's people, that's not always going to be the case. Make no mistake. There are parties in the world who will take this confession of faith, this affirmation of belief as an act of war, civil war even. And Civil War, despite its name, has nothing to do with civility. Instead of offering politeness or friendliness, this kind of war sees parties who are united by a common bond, torn apart by conflict within their ranks. Something drives a wedge between the sides. And when we hear about civil wars in the world around us, or when we read about them in history books, They might be based on a big issue or come about because one side is seeking to overthrow the power of another. But when you look back at Civil War, pretty much any Civil War after the dust has settled, it's ultimately a battle to decide what happens next. Now, the new Captain America movie is called Civil War with Good Cause, Without giving away too many of the details, the story sees the events of the previous Marvel movies come back to haunt the characters that we've grown to know, even care about. There's a push now for the United Nations to oversee the actions of superheroes, rather than having them operate autonomously, seeming above any kind of authority. And on one side of the debate, we have Tony Stark, Iron Man, who once told a congressional hearing that they could forget ever having control of his technology. But he has come to realize that it might, in fact, be a good thing to have government oversight. After the artificial intelligence that he created, Ultron almost wiped out the human race. But on the other side, Steve Rogers, Captain America, has grown wary of the corruption among the authorities around him. While his lifelong friend has come back, seemingly from the dead, but is now exposed to a horrific frame-up, Cap decides that he has to take a stand for what he believes to be right, even if it means going against some of his closest colleagues. The battle lines are drawn. But the events that follow don't just see Captain America versus Iron Man. It's not just about them. This civil war is much bigger because at its core, this story centers on the tension between freedom and authority. What are the boundaries that should exist around what people are allowed to do? And what are the consequences that happen when people disregard those boundaries? Now, if you watch the movie, you might find that both sides seem to state their case with reasonable points. It's not that one is clearly right and the other is clearly wrong. The players who come into this conflict gravitate towards one side or the other for different reasons. Some of them are fiercely and personally loyal to Tony or Steve, and they won't abandon them. Others feel that the cause is right and just and worth fighting for. And then there are others like Ant-Man who are just glad to have been picked for a side. But they come together to support each other. They are a greater force because no one hero has to stand on his own. If you want to follow Jesus, you're going to have to take a stand every day. By virtue of being a Christian, you are going to be put at odds with the forces that want you to go a different direction. There's something that every person, every creature has as a common bond. We are part of the universe that God has made. But sin drives a wedge. It drives a wedge between us as human beings and between us and God. And that leads to conflict. You are in the midst of a civil war within creation. If you're going to follow Jesus, it means that you won't be able to agree with or support actions that go against God's instruction. In a world that rebels against boundaries, that rebels against God's authority, you're not going to have to look too hard to find that kind of conflict. You'll have to make choices. And sometimes those choices will be out there in the world, like going to a friend and seeing if you will support them as they're doing something that could harm them or harm the people around them. Or, on the other hand, taking a stand and talking to them, asking them to walk away from that course of action. Your choices are going to have consequences. Your friend might walk away from you. You might find that people turn against you. But what would you lose if you don't take a stand? Each of us has to face a closer conflict, too. A civil war is being fought inside our hearts and minds. On one side stands God's instruction and his loving authority while the other side is run by our self-interest, backed up by sin. Sin keeps driving that wedge to turn us against God, to turn us against the people around us. And while there's no question that God wants good for you as his child, the opposition makes points that seem to be good too. Why would you want to stand and follow God's instruction when you would be missing out on what would appear to be a more appealing way to live? Isn't your freedom more important than God's authority? Well, like every other civil war, this one is another battle to decide what happens next. So how does Marvel's civil war turn out? Does Team Cap or Team Iron Man win out? Well, there's a climactic battle that throws former allies against each other to decide what happens next. See it for yourself to see what comes of it. But what of the civil war that's going on within creation, within you? How does that turn out? I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In Jesus, you may have peace. Even in a world of conflict and civil war, our living Lord Jesus stands with you. He stands for you. Even if you fail to follow him, even if you go along with sin's side, Jesus still offers hope. As he did with Peter, Jesus offers restoration after failure. Jesus has overcome sin. As Jesus tells his disciples, in this world you will have tribulation. Life will not be easy for you when you take a stand for your belief and following Jesus. You don't have to go it alone. Indeed, you shouldn't. We have community in Christ. We are here to support each other. And even more important than this though, even more important than this community is the fact that you have the ultimate superpower at your side. Christians can take comfort in knowing how it all ends. The ultimate battle has been waged, and it has been won, and Jesus is the victor. He has overcome the world. He has overcome all those powers opposed to him, and that is the good news that we hear today in this gospel reading as Jesus prepares his disciples for his coming death and resurrection but all the more so in this season of Easter, we remember and celebrate that Jesus has won the battle to decide what happens next for all creation, for you. He delivers victory that will see all war come to an end. The sin that has driven us apart from God and driven us apart from each other, the sin that leads to death, will be removed, and you will be free to be the creature God has created. You will be free to live in love with those around you in Christ. And through Jesus, you are a part of the already victorious kingdom of God. Confirmation is an affirmation of baptismal identity. Our confirmands have repeatedly heard us say that confirmation is not graduation. It's true for them. It's true for you too. As God's people, you are taking a stand. So what is God giving you to do now in the days ahead, in the years ahead? As you take a stand, as you profess your faith, not saying that you're picking a side, but acknowledging that God in his love has chosen you. He has made you his child. And as a child and heir of that victorious kingdom of God, you are sent into the battle-wracked lives of the people around you. You are sent to bring the news of God's kingdom and the consequence of Jesus' victory, peace, peace, Peace with God. Peace with each other. So when it comes down to it, would you take a stand for your beliefs like Tony Stark or Steve Rogers? Because their story, while it might be a blockbuster, is still just a movie. But as you and I follow Jesus from confirmation into civil war, He offers us peace. So take heart. Jesus has won the war. Amen.